Welcome and thank you for joining us at Christian International Ministries. Our vision is to help you hear God's voice to change your world. For more information about this and other resources, please visit www.christianinternational.com. Could I suggest that you're not going round and round in circles? You're just building momentum for your breakthrough. <laughs> Come on. Some of us, it's like, oh, God, I feel like I'm going around in circles. Well, listen, you're just building momentum. You're building momentum so that when it's the time, God can just hit the mark with you. You know, there was another uh, famous slingshot battle, uh, but this one was on the racetrack of Talladega where Ricky Bobby and his friend Cal Norton Engage the slingshot maneuver to win this race, this Talladega Nights. If you ever watched that, uh, I'm not recommending that, okay? But uh, <laughs> I just had to put that in there because it was it. It just went. So now it's gone. <laughs> so so point number six is this: keep the main thing the main thing. If we're going to build momentum, keep the main thing the main thing. See, what are you good at? What has God anointed you to do? Keep, keep within the lines. Keep within. See, when you're running a race, a 100-meter race or whatever, you've got to stay in the lines. If you go out of your line, you're disqualified. Stay within the boundaries that God has for you. What has God anointed you to do? Then do that. that, is, that is, that's where God has given you the grace, the mercy, the anointing to do. Go for it. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Stick with it. Don't get sidetracked. Point number seven. Keep God number one and you number two. Not the other way around. See, when King Saul was small in his own eyes, the Bible says, he was doing fine. But then all of a sudden he saw himself bigger than he should be. And Samuel the prophet said to him, this day the Lord has ripped the kingdom from you. See, Saul's pride and his arrogance and his disobedience lost his generation's inheritance. His actions lost it for the generations after him. Keep yourself small. And I'm not saying that you're going to be a doormat. But I'm saying that God has given you authority. He's given you position. He's given you all things. But make sure that we always put God first. It is Him. In Him, we live and breathe. In Him, we cannot do anything. Come on. I mean, without Him, we can't do anything. In Him, all things are possible. Come on. Through Him, we can do all things. This is it. We need to understand that with Him, we can do everything. Without Him, we're nothing. Look at King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel says, in the book of Daniel, he's, he's, King Nebuchadnezzar says, Isn't I, isn't it me who has built this great kingdom? <laughs> Look at me. Look at all this that I have done. I'm amazing. I'm incredible. I am such a good king. And all of a sudden, God smites him. You don't want to get smitten. <laughs> you don't want to get the smite from the Lord. And it says that he become like a cow in the field eating grass. It was just to that point where his just mind just went, and he went crazy. 
He's out there with the cows eating grass. You ever tasted grass? It's not nice. You've got to make sure it's nice. It's, yeah, no, no, don't. No, no. It's grass, okay? It's, it's for the cows and the chooks. Just leave it to them. And all of a sudden, what happens? Uh, chickens. Chickens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we have Kentucky Fried Chook. Yeah. There's chicken for the Americans. So, so we see here Nebuchadnezzar for a time, goes crazy and he's out there in the fields with all the cows, with all the cattle, until it says that he came to his senses and he realized that everything that he had and everything that he did was because God had allowed it to happen. And when he put God first, all of a sudden God restores everything back to him. Restores his mind. He didn't have to eat grass any longer. He could eat real food. He could eat steak. <laughs> so all of a sudden now he's in his right mind. So he comes back to that place. God restores everything back. See, when you put God first, everything starts to align back into the proper order. Him first, we're second. Point number eight is this, be bold and courageous in your decisions and tenaciously stick to them and persevere to the end. Never, ever give up. Don't give up. You never, you'll never know the blessing of momentum until you develop the qualities of, of tenacity and of endurance. You've got to keep on going. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Keep persevering. Sometimes it's in the standing after you've done all. After you've done all, your breakthrough will come when you're just standing on the Word of God. And sometimes we think, oh, we've got to be pushing, we've got to be doing it. But listen, sometimes your breakthrough will come because you're still standing. You are not laying flat out. You're not knocked out, knocked down, dragged out. No, no, no. You're still standing. Come on, you're the rocky. What is it now? 75? I forget how many Rocky movies they've made. Anyway, <laughs> it seems like that. But you see, you see, it's like, come on, you, you can get knocked down, but you can get back up again. And sooner or later, you find out that every time you get hit, you get knocked down. So you start to duck and weave and, and, and you start to realize it's like, hey, I can actually move. <laughs> I can actually duck, bob, weave, and I'm, I'm getting missed. And you can start to realize these things I've got here. Hey, I've got weapons in my hands. I can start to fight back. I don't have to be a punching bag. And all of a sudden you start to realize, hey, just by you standing, just by you, and the devil thought, I thought I could take you out. I thought I knocked you down. I thought I, thought I got you to give up. But listen, we will never give up on the promises that God has for us. We'll never give up on the purpose that he has for us. And every time we'll be able to build that momentum, we'll get up and we'll keep on going. We'll learn from that last mistake. We'll learn and we'll start to work and, and die. And we'll understand that this is what God has for us. That we'll come into the breakthroughs because we'll tenaciously and we'll start to push through. And we will not stop until we see what God has got for us. Point number nine, sometimes it's just doing the small right things well over and over and over in a repetitious boredom state despite the lack of immediate reward. 
Come on. Just doing the right things. Just doing the right things. The right things. What does God want me to do? Not what anyone else is doing. What does he want me to do? And sometimes it's just doing them, just, just repetitiously. And sometimes you can get so bored. But if that is what God is wanting you to do, we've got to do the right thing, do the right thing. And then we start to see the breakthroughs that God has for us, building that, mo- that momentum. Point number 10, I think I covered this, praying in tongues builds momentum. Praying in tongues builds you up. Of course, you know, one of the, the nine gifts that God gives to us, one gift is for us, the speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Why? Because it builds us up. It edifies us. We need to be built up. We need to be edified. We need our spirit man to be stronger than our flesh man. See, without momentum, listen, we, listen you don't want to build reverse momentum. <laughs> well, well, Greg, I'm building momentum, but it seems to be backwards. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you've got to push it into forward. <laughs> Put it into drive. You've got to go forward. We don't want to go backwards. The only way we're going to go backwards is, is if we're being shot through an arrow. But you don't want to build backward momentums. <laughs> Let's build forward momentum. See, without momentum, life is an exhausting and frustrating chain of start and stop, start and stop. If you ever had to push a car, come on, it's broken down. You've got to push a car. You run out of ju- petrol or whatever, and you've got to push a car. And it's like you're pushing it so fast. Finally, you're getting that thing moving, <laughs> and then you just you fall down, or it's like, oh, now you've got to start again. It's hard and it's tough to keep pushing and then it's not, and then to keep pushing again. But when you build momentum, all of a sudden you don't have to start from scratch again. You don't have to start from that point that you had to be. No, no, because you're already further along now. We're already further along now. We don't have to go way back. Come on. We are building that momentum now. See, most people never experience momentum because they start a new venture with a blast of energy, but they give up and 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 because they can't push through. See, as soon as they're faced with a little bit of resistance, they give up. Some people are good starters, but not good finishers. We gotta have that finishing anointing. I, I, I love that. I mean, I get so much out of jogging and, and going in the, to, to marathons and all that sort of stuff, and you don't want to have a DNF. You know, I've, I've said that before. A DNF after your name. Did not finish. We don't want a DNF. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You finished the race. You, you, kept, you kept the faith. Come on. You finished. You're a finisher. We need that finisher's anointing. Galatians 6, 9 uh, says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Don't get tired of doing what's good. It says that at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. There's the promise. Don't give up. What can we learn from what happened in Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, when they lost momentum. I'm going to finish with this. Just going to bring this to a close. 
But in the book of Nehemiah, we can see how they started, but then all of a sudden, they lagged behind. They, their momentum stopped. And in Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, it says this, Meanwhile, the children of Judah said, The strength of the laborers is failing. They're getting tired. And there's so much rubbish, we can't rebuild the wall. And the enemy said, they will, know, they will not know or see us until we come along beside them. And then we'll kill them and we'll put a stop to the work. These four things, I believe, will cause us to lose momentum. Number one, you lose your momentum when you lose your strength. And you know what the Bible says, our strength is the Lord. Come on. Our strength is in Him. When we are weak, when we are tired, He is strong. We lose momentum when we lose our strength. When you lose your vigor, your power, your ability, when there's no fruit coming from your labors, you start to get tired. Secondly, we lose our momentum when we lose our vision. All of a sudden, we're taking our eyes off what God has said to do, and all of a sudden, we just see all the rubbish. We see all the stuff that's stopping us. We see all the stuff in our way that why, and all the excuses of why, why, we, can't, why we can't do it. It's interesting when, when, when the Lord took Moses up onto the mountain to show him the promised land. Directly in front of that is the Dead Sea. Some of us, all we see is the Dead Sea. We don't see the promised land. See, where, where, where is your vision? If it's on what God wants you to see, you'll see the promised land. You won't even see the Dead Sea. You won't even see the obstacles in your way. I've shared this a number of times. But when, I was, when we were jogging over in Florida there, I was jogging this one day, and I just on the, out of my right-hand side, I saw on the, the, the pavement a snake. And uh, I'm going, woo, snake. And it's like, and the, Lord's, the Lord said, listen, if you were focused, if you were looking where you were going, where I wanted you to go, you would never have seen that. You'd never have seen that snake. And I said, I said well, what happens if a snake does get in my road? And the guy says, I'll take care of it. We come around the next corner, and here's this flat snake right in the middle of the road. I mean, it had been run over a thousand times. If the wind picked it up, it would just go. You see, we can get caught up with looking out left, right. But when we are focused, God says, doesn't matter what even comes in your way. I said, I will take care of it. And that's where we've got to keep our focus and our vision. Don't look at the rubbish. Don't look at the stuff. Don't look at the reasons why you can't do anything. Listen, you can't get, you can't find any other excuses because they're already in the Bible. <laughs> Come on. Other men and women have already worked out the excuses. There is no new excuses. People who said they could never do it we read later on they did it. Said, I'm not that type of person. Later on we see they are that type of person. God knows who you are. He knows what he's put inside of you. And he'll put you in a position to bring that out. 
You may not like that position, but I tell you what, it'll bring that out in you. Number three is this. You lose your momentum when you lose your confidence. They came to the place where they could no longer believe that they could build the wall. They no longer believed the word of God. See, the word, the word says, this is what you're going to do. Build the wall. They come to a point where, where we can't do this any longer. We can't do it. We, you know, there's, there's too much interruption. People are saying we can't do it. Now we're starting to believe what they're saying. Lose your confidence, you lose your momentum. They were saying we couldn't do this anymore. It's too hard. We thought, we could. We thought we'd finish by now. And we're still going. Why doesn't everyone like what we're doing? We're Christians. <laughs> Come on. Be bold and be courageous. We got to start to build that confidence back inside of us. Listen to what the Word of God says. That's what I love, the, the prophetic, because those words, we need to get some of those prophetic words back out again, play them again, play them over us. Come on, there's an anointing upon these words, and all of a sudden you realize that, why? I thought that word was, was, was for way back then, but it's, some of it's for now. God's got all these secrets in these prophetic words. We tried, to, we tried to fit it into our life back then, but we realized that some of it was for there, but most of it's for up ahead. And you'll realize you've got so much strategies now, God's saying, through these words that He gave you years back. <laughs> it's crazy. But God knows. See, He knows, he knows the, the, the answer before you even know what the question is. You lose your momentum when you stop hearing and believing God. They were now listening to what the enemy was saying in Nehemiah's time, not to what God had been telling them. See, the devil is a liar and he's a deceiver and he wants you to give up and wants you to conform to his image, not conform to God's image. See, it's not that we have to focus on the devil, but we need to know who we are and what we've been called to do. It's having spiritual discernment to know what to fight, to know how to fight, to know the strategies that God is releasing in the spiritual warfare. Come on. It's so important today to hear the strategies, not just hear once. But God will give you the strategies for it. I look at, I look at Abraham. Thank God uh, he, he heard, he kept on listening to God. Because the first, the first word came, kill your son, Isaac. Kill you know, your only son, you know, the son that you love. I want you to take him up to this mountain. I want you to kill him. I thank God that he kept his ear open to hear a second time. Some of us, we think, well, this is what God said. And we just go ahead and we just do it. But on the way, God says, now I'm going to give you some strategies here. But we don't, we're already closed off. We're already, come on. He listened that second time. And the second word was what? Don't kill your son. <laughs> Hang on a sec. You just told me to kill him. Now you're saying not to kill him. You've got to understand that God is continually speaking to us. And he will continue to give you strategies. He will continue to give you. Sometimes it might be contrary to what you got the first time. See, it says that they had a brick in one hand and a sword in the other, and they were skilled in their left and right hands, which I believe is the apostolic and the prophetic 
that's really been missing from the church, that we're very in tune with you know, the, the pastoral, evangelistic, and the teaching, but we need the apostolic and the prophetic because without that, there is no foundation. We know that Jesus is the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, but in the foundation with Jesus is the apostolic and the prophetic, the apostles and prophets in the foundation upholding the pastors, teachers, and evangelists. We're all there together. You can't have a building without a foundation. Well, you can, but it's not going to last long. If you want something to last, you've got to build it to God's standards. There are standards that we have to do, that we have to carry out. Ben, as an, as an architect, there are certain things you've got to do before you even start putting timber together. It's in the foundation. I'll tell you what, building a foundation that he wants us to build, it's a tough thing. It's a hard thing. So much effort and time and toil, blood, sweat, tears goes into a foundation that no one will ever see. Come on, no one will ever see. No one comes up and says, what a great-looking concrete slab you got there. That's the best-looking concrete slab I've ever seen. Fantastic. Look at the plumbing. <laughs> Unless you're another plumber, you appreciate good things. But you understand, a lot of that is inner. It's inward. See, God sees where? The inside. Man sees the outside. We like to pretty it up. Yeah, we like to paint the barn. Like the pretty out, well, well, we can say all the good things, we can raise our hands at the right time, we can dance, we can do all these sorts of things. But inside, what did Jesus say to the Pharisees? <laughs> oh boy, inside, you're like, what? What was it? <laughs> Whitewashed sepulchres, you know, full of dead man's bones inside. See, God's dealing with inside, He's dealing with attitudes. He's dealing with character. He's dealing with these foundational things. Because when he wants you to deal with these foundations, he's saying, listen, I've got a building that I want to build. And I want to gain some momentum in your life. And if we do it the right way, I tell you what, he doesn't have to pull down the, the, the building because you didn't build the, the foundation right. When you're doing it all God's way, all of a sudden, it's the momentum starts to get built. You start to listen. You start to do. You start to be obedient. Because that's really what God was saying to Abraham. He didn't want him to kill his son. It was all a test. Are you obedient? Will you do what he asked you to do? It's not about hearing. I believe we can all hear from God. It's in the doing. It's in the obedience of what he wants us to do. And if we keep our eyes right and we keep our hearts right and we forget about all the, the doomsdayers, the soothsayers, all those ones who are naysayers and all the, the ones who are against you. And if we just do what God's called us to do, I tell you what, you, you, you can build the right foundation and you can come into a quickness of God. God is doing a quick thing for those who allow Him to do a quick work in. See, when they banded together in unity, they built so much momentum. This is what happened. In Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 15 and 16, it says, So the wall was completed in the 25th of Elul in 52 days. It was completed in 52 days. And when all the enemies heard about this, all the enemies, all those ones around about them, saw that what they were doing, tried to stop them. They didn't want them to succeed. 
All the enemies. Listen, there are people around about that have not wanted you to succeed, that have, tried, that have been speaking against you, that have been even cursing you. Listen, all the enemies around about, it says uh, from the surrounding nations, were afraid and they lost their self-confidence. In another Bible translation, it says they were disheartened. They were disheartened because they had realized that this work had been done with the help of their God. They knew that they could not possibly do this on their own. There's no way known in 52 days that a band of, of people, that a group of people that are from all walks of life, come on, that were men, male, female, kids, boys, girls, whatever, all these ones would work together in such a unity, it had to be God. And I'm looking today in the church. <laughs> we work together. Oh, man. It has to be God if we're ever going to achieve anything, if we're ever going to see His kingdom come, if we're ever going to see the prophetic words that have been spoken over Australia come to pass, if we're ever going to see those things, it's going to have to be God. Because it's sure not going to happen on their own. I want us to stand tonight because I want us to do a prophetic act Just keeping in mind that, that warrior anointing, that Anzac spirit that forcefully advanced on this time, this day, 100 years ago, that broke through the enemy's lines in Turkey, Gallipoli there. Brave, brave men. God is raising up brave men and women of God, powerful men and women of God. And as there were seven of those Victoria Crosses given on that one day, today, you're going to break through. Today, we are going to gain momentum. Today, we are going to smash the enemies that are holding you back from your breakthroughs. And we're going to do it together. And this is the way that I felt the Lord tell me of how it's going to be done. We're going to get in one circle around this auditorium here. And we're going to lock our arms together as in a spirit of unity from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of churches, just as they did here in the book of Nehemiah. They were all sorts of people, all sorts of trades, different types, ages, whatever. But what they did was remarkable. What they did was a miracle. What they did, what they did just together, just working together on that word that came from the Lord to Nehemiah to rebuild the walls. Just doing that caused the enemy to lose heart. 
Come on, they didn't have to fight the enemy. All they did was just have to work together. They worked together. Spirit of unity, a spirit of harmony. It says that not there was not one fight. Well, I don't want to be next to so-and-so. I'm not joining arms with her. Nobody fought. In actual fact, it says when they finished their section, they went and helped others with their section. They wanted to help out. Because, listen, they could see God in this thing. So I want us tonight to get the vision of this prophetic act that we're going to do. And we're going to have this one wall right around this auditorium. And I'm believing that what we are representing here is that we are going right around Australia. We are going from coast to coast, north, east, south and west. We're going to be representing every single state, every single territory in Australia. And we are going to band together with a spirit of unity and a spirit of harmony to the point where we are going to see the enemy in despair. We are going to see them disheartened. We're going to see them lose it because they'll know that they've lost the fight. They have lost. They have lost. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's, let's do that. Let's come out of our seats right now. And we are going to step out as this time. Now, we want to go up the back as well and down each side over here. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Awesome. Hallelujah. This is excellent. Thank you, Father. Okay, find your position on the wall. Now, I want us to lock arms. I don't want us to hold hands. We're not doing the hokey pokey. (laughs) Come on. Lock arms. Lock arms together right now. Lock arms. It's okay. they, They use deodorant. Awesome. And I believe the reason why we're focusing inwards is because we don't really care what the enemy's doing. Because we're too busy doing what God's asked us to do. That's the reason why you took this position. (laughs) Come on. See, God is our rear guard. He, He has our back. If we do what we're called to do, then He then is allowed to do what He says He'll do. Like I said with that snake on the sidewalk, what if there's one in front of me? I'll take care of it. So if we focus on him tonight, he'll take care of all these other things. We're not looking at what has to be done. We're not looking at how big the, the, the job is. We're not looking at, oh boy, you know, I mean, unity in the church, really, Greg? Uh, you, you don't know my church. You don't know the church down the road. Well, that doesn't worry me at all. Because what we're doing today is that we're doing a prophetic act. We are breaking the spirits now that are trying to bring disunity and disharmony into the churches. 
Listen, if we got together, listen, listen, one, one can put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. I don't know many, how many billions here right now that we can put to flight. If we agree on one thing, God says, it is done. It is done. So tonight, we are here now in total unity. We are in unity because we want to see God come to this nation. We're in unity because we want to see those prophetic words, Smith Wigglesworth, all those ones way back, come on, that they prophesied over Australia that this would be the place, come on, this would be the place of the greatest move of God. This would be the place. So we are standing together right now. I want us to close our eyes. I want to to come in here. I want to be... I want to be part of this. Hallelujah. Father, today, Lord, even tonight, Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for momentum. We thank you, Lord, that you are interested in us. We thank you that you have a purpose and a vision, that you have a destiny for each and every one of us. But, Lord, as we stand together as one tonight... We are standing together on every corner post of this Australian nation, of this great nation of Australia, of this great island that you have down under. Father, we thank you tonight that, Lord, that we stand and we represent every nation, every uh, uh, state and every territory of this nation of Australia. And, Father, we thank you today that you said every, everywhere we've put our feet, you will give us. And Father, today, we see our feet upon every part of Australia today. And as this represents this whole place, this whole nation of Australia that we are standing on and that we are building together with, that there is a spirit of unity now that is being built, that is gaining momentum, a spirit of harmony gaining momentum within the churches of Australia. Father, today, we break off every enemy's plan now. We pull down their plans. We rip up every root of evil now. And Father, today we thank you, Lord, even as you gave David that amazing gift with that slingshot. Today, Father, you are using each one of us. And as you send us back to where we come from, we are not just going back and just going to be business as usual. But you are going to sling us from here. And we are going to hit the mark when we go back to our places. When we go back to our cities, our our, uh, our communities, our nation, Father of Australia. And we are going to be set into position. As that rock sank into Goliath's forehead. Caused him a brain hemorrhage. Died instantly. So Lord, bring it on. Let the enemies of you die instantly, Father. Lord, the spiritual plans of the enemy are going to be uncovered. And Lord, tonight as we stand together in unity and in harmony, we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in Australia as it is in heaven. Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done right now. Lord, we will forcefully advance your kingdoms here on this planet, in this nation of Australia. So, Father, today, I pray for each individual to our left, to our right right now, Father. We thank you for their momentum being built 
God, today, for those ones who have just started off, Father, they've got a good, a good, good uh, uh, start tonight, Father. Lord, they're getting a booster shot right now. And Lord, tonight, those ones who already built momentum, they're getting faster, they're getting quicker, they're coming more and more into their breakthroughs, into their harvest time. God, you said that you would do a quick work. Lord, you are doing a quick work right now in these ones to my left and to my right. Father, we continue to pray and continue to build the momentum. I want you to pray for that one to your left, to your right, right now. Just pray for them, the build of momentum. Yes, oh God, thank you, Father. Lord, we build it right now upon their lives. Lord, increase the anointing upon their lives. Father, you said out of their belly shall flow rivers. Oh God, let them rivers gain momentum, oh God. Let them be sent into the dry places, oh God, to bring the oasis back, to bring the, 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 the spring flowers back, oh God. Lord, those wildflowers where there was death, where there was dryness, where there was desert, now there's blooming, blooming flowers, oh God increase upon their land. Father, today we bless them and we give them to you tonight, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that this is our season. This is our time. And Father, we take care of every troubling, every tormenting and every harassing spirit right now. We break the power of those spirits. Father, I thank you for joy. I thank you for increase. I thank you for rejuvenation of our bodies right now. I speak to their natural bodies <laughs> to come into alignment, to have that energizing spirit once again. Bring them back to life. Keep our eyes on you. Keep our ears open to hear. Father, we bless you tonight. And Father, tonight we thank you as you are looking you're not looking down. You're here right now in the midst. <laughs> Father, let the enemies be so afraid. Yes. Let them be so disheartened that they start to run with their tails between their legs because they can see our God is with us. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes, Let's give the Lord a huge shout. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Give him a warrior shout. Give him an Anzac spirit shout. Come on. Yes. Yes. Victory tonight, oh God. There's been another victory for Australia. 100 years later. Oh God, you are victorious. We give you all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Woo.